My name is Melissa Ebling. And I am Lexi DeYoung. Welcome to The Alignment Show. Where we talk about fitness, relationships, business, and personal growth. And finding alignment with all of it. We don't just do, we listen to our hearts, souls, and intuition. And we run with it. Are you with us? Let's jump in. Hello, hello friends, and welcome to another episode of The Alignment Show. It's your host here, Lexi DeYoung. And Melissa Jane. Welcome back, fam. <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple weeks. I don't, life has just been crazy. Um, we were doing very good with one episode a week, and we will get back on it. What I think we should do, Melissa, is just batch record at some point. Oh my god. Duh, so we can have your guys' back because sometimes stuff comes up, but honestly, this is like the shortest break we've taken. So that's that's great for us. <laughs> that's that's great. And I know we do really want to focus on building this podcast up. So if you guys could screenshot and share on your Instagram, that really does help us a lot and tag us. Um podcasting is just fun and we Love it. And it'd be really fun to have some guests and stuff on here um, as well. Whatever you guys find most valuable. But today we want to give you guys the top five things that we wish we knew when we started our fitness journey. Um, And, you know, maybe some of you guys have been at this fitness stuff for a long time. um, And maybe some of you guys are newer, but I know all of these things are things that like took me a long time, not just to like know, like, I've heard that these things were true at the beginning, but like to put into practice and believe. So even if you've been at this for a while, I do encourage you to listen all the way through. So you guys might just like pick up a couple things that you're like, yeah, I really need to work on that. So yeah. Want to kick it off, Melindy? Let's dive in. Okay. So thing topic (laughs) number one is that there are no, good and bad foods. And I think to a degree, some people are like, okay, yeah, I get it. There's no good and bad foods, but it's like Lexi talked about when like you actually put it into practice. Are you truly eating a diverse diet? Are you avoiding certain foods even subconsciously? Because like truly your body needs a diverse diet. And on the mindset side of things, we don't want to restrict anything, any foods, because that's what gets us into that cycle of binging and restricting no matter how extreme it might be and the way that we approach nutrition is macro based which just means you can have whatever you want as long as it fits your macros and that really really helps with the um getting out of like any kind of restriction mindset or labeling foods as good and bad yeah um and i know for myself and i think you as well melissa we've kind of both been on both sides of the spectrum, um, just in terms of being a quote unquote clean eater, right. And like only eating chicken and sweet potato and asparagus and like super freaking boring foods. Um, and also getting into macros. I think Melissa and I both got into tracking at the same time where it was like the, if it fits your macros was huge. And like, literally we were just filling our diets with like bullshit and like all of our protein was coming from like protein powder and protein ice cream and like it was basically like what bullshit concoctions can I put together and um you know neither one of those feels good I think eating super super quote-unquote clean like 
you feel restricted. A lot of people in this mindset, um, you know, have a hard time getting in enough food because their fiber intake and stuff is so high. Um, and also it often does lead to like binging or just being super food focused because you're restricting your body from so many things. But on the other side, like your gut's probably not going to be happy. Your energy probably won't be there if you are filling your diet with bullshit. But I know I have so many ladies who come to me and regardless of if they have like an eating disorder history or not, it's just like they're scared to eat certain foods. And they're like, I ate so bad. I had too much sugar. I had too much salt. I had too much processed stuff or whatever. And like, it, there, there is no food that will make you gain weight, no food that will make you lose weight. It is all about moderation. And I think moderation just looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. So, yeah. And the thing, the second thing I should <laughs> say that we have, thing number two is that more is not better when it comes to training. Um, this was a huge one that I struggled with. It was like the longer I could be in the gym, the more progress I was going to see, the more exercises I could do, the more progress I was going to see, the higher I could get my heart rate, the more progress I was going to see. And I know for myself that held me back from a lot of progress that I could have been making. Yeah. Yeah. And I was the same way. Like I remember when I signed up with my first coach, the intake form was like, you know, explain what you currently do in the gym. Uh, I was training six days a week and my leg days consisted of eight to 10 exercises. Like I was doing the most. I was just very much overtraining and I didn't even realize it because I just didn't know better. And that's okay. That's why we're here to teach you guys. So you don't make the same mistakes. Um, but truly there is a sweet spot when it comes to training and how long you're in the gym and how much you're taxing your body on like a weekly, monthly, basis. So more is definitely not better. So that is the second topic. The third topic is one of my personal faves. And that is that the scale is not everything. Alexa, I'm going to let you just like dive in on this one. (laughs) Oh yeah. I feel like it's one of my taglines at this point. The scale ain't shit. Um, and I know that held me back for so, so long, even before I truly got into bodybuilding. I think most women focus on the scale and they want to see a smaller number. Um, trying to make this as concise as possible, but when I was in eating disorder treatment and like in recovery, you have a team and all that stuff. And I remember there was a certain number that I had to be at to be quote unquote healthy. And that was 115 pounds. Okay. So for forever, that was terrifying for me to be anywhere above that number. And first time I got there, it was so scary. And I remember I signed up with my first coach and when I got above that number, I freaked out and I'm here now. I weigh about 135 pounds and I'm like so comfortable. Like I feel really freaking good. Um, and I bring this up just because you have to realize that like Scale doesn't measure your body composition at all. And so many women base their progress on the scale, right? Whether it's they have a goal weight when they're cutting or they don't want to go above a certain number when they're growing. And throughout your fitness journey, the scale is going to go up because you are adding muscle tissue. And that weighs something. 
right? Right now, if I looked a hundred, if I was 115 pounds, that was less than my last stage weight. And if you guys go to my Instagram and look way back, I looked freaking terrifying. The last time I stepped on stage, you could like see every striation in my body. It was disgusting. Um, so I think that that's just like a very prime example of like the scale is going to change. And like, as, as your body composition changes. Um, and I think Melissa, you'd be really good at, to touch on this, just like scale fluctuations and stuff in general. Cause I just think so many women hyper-focused on that number. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing like to preface the fluctuations is in the short term, like on a day-to-day basis, if the scale goes up, it doesn't mean you necessarily gained weight. And if the scale goes down, it doesn't necessarily mean that you lost weight. Cause sometimes, you know, we'll have new clients and they're like, Oh my God, I lost three pounds last night. And it's like, okay, let's just do some education here. (laughs) So daily fluctuations are very, very normal. Now they're going to vary amongst people. I've had clients who barely fluctuate at all, maybe half a pound to a pound. I've had clients who will fluctuate like five to seven pounds on a very regular basis. So just remember everyone's journey is different, but there are so many reasons that this can happen. So this is not an exhaustive list. This is not in any particular order, but if you think about things that could affect the scale. So one, did you eat more that day? You know, did you have a free meal? Are, are we currently increasing calories? If so, you just, you literally have more food in you, right? So that's going to show up on the scale. Secondly, how's your digestion? Are things off? You know, are you a little bit backed up? Okay. You obviously just have more stuff in you. So that's going to be reflected on the scale. Um, how's your water intake? Are you dehydrated? If so, you could be holding on to water because your body is like, holy crap, we got to hold on to this. Again, that's going to show up. Um, are you having any kind of hormonal shift? You know, are you PMSing? Are you ovulating at any point in your cycle? Hormones are going to be shifting and that can lead to other things happening in your body. Typically like water retention, maybe some inflammation, both of which are going to be shown on a scale. You could also be inflamed and holding water from an injury or from a really hard training session. It's very normal to wake up heavier the day after legs because they are inflamed and they are a big muscle group. So Um, other things, you know, how's your stress when we have a high level of stress, that means we have high cortisol, which means we're likely going to be more inflamed and holding water. Um, how's your sleep that goes hand in hand with stress. If we're not getting good sleep, our bodies are going to be stressed. So that's like just a ton of the reasons that the scale can fluctuate. Just remember it's a snapshot in time. It's just one piece of data, you know? Yeah. And I think what Melissa said of like, it's not, she said, it's not weight gain or weight loss. And obviously like, yes, like your weight changed but what i think what she meant is like it's not i know what she meant is it's not fat or muscle tissue that you're losing or gaining like it's not it's just fluid inflammation excess food whatever so i think for people who struggle with the scale one you don't need to use it we have a lot of clients who will just take progress photos and stuff like that um and i think for some people it's actually helpful, right? Like exposure therapy, weigh yourself every fucking day. So you see those fluctuations and you realize that they don't mean anything. Right. Um, so I think you just have to figure out what's best for you. Um, but the fourth thing, um, is that rest is just as, if not more important than your training. 
So many ladies struggle with rest days. They were the freaking hardest for me. I, for a, the longest time, would train six days, and my seventh day was like a quote-unquote active rest day because, you know, if I wasn't in the gym, I wasn't making progress. And you just have to realize that, like, when you train, yes, you're breaking down muscle tissue and all that stuff. If that tissue doesn't have time to repair, you're not going to build any muscle. Furthermore, if your body's under a lot of stress, a lot of systems are going to downregulate and you're probably actually going to look worse. You're going to have shitty digestion. You're going to have no energy. You're going to have brain fog. Um, so yeah, Melissa, I know this was hard for you too. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause when you said like, Oh, I trained six days and my, my seventh one was active rest. Literally. I can remember the gym I trained at. I can remember where I lived. Like that was my plan. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm getting in there six days a week and getting after it, you know, whatever, whatever. And it, it's so true. You don't want to dig yourself into a recovery hole. And what I'll say is the maximum that we'd recommend training is five days per week with at least two rest days. And I, I like to require that one of those be a full rest day. The other day, you know, maybe, maybe do some mobility work, you do yoga, you go on like a little hike or something, but really, um, that's, that's a sweet spot. And I trained for five days a week for several years. And I, it, it's a great place to be in. It definitely helped me build the physique that I have now, but for almost the past year now, I've been training four days a week. Um, just cause that's my journey. And I will tell you guys, I've made the most progress in this past year, not just because I'm only training four days a week, but I, I also, you know, hired a coach and I have very intentional training and it is more than possible to still make progress you know, only training four days a week, you can make progress training three days a week. So rest is it's important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also important to just remember, like everyone's body is different. And honestly, if you can train six days a week, you're not training hard enough. That's just what I'll say. Um, but I know a lot of ladies are like, I'll just take a rest day when I'm sore, or take a rest day, whatever. And like, if you're constantly sore, your body's not recovering. I will just say that. Um, yeah, I know for myself, like, unless I'm like starting a new training split or like trying a different, like stimulus when it comes to exercise, like I'm not really getting sore. Like I might be a little tender the next day or feel a little inflamed, but I'm not like sore. Um, so yeah, everyone's body's super, super different. But rest is important. Um, you want to do numero cinco? Numero cinco. Uh, I don't know any other Spanish words right now. So, uh, (laughs) number five, confidence does not come from like the result of changing your physique. Uh, it actually is going to come from the journey, right. And doing the work and building self-discipline and, and building that trust within yourself, you know, keeping your word when you decide, okay, I'm going to train, I'm going to take care of me, I'm going to take my rest days, all that good stuff, because I know we can both attest to this. We have both been shredded to the bone, just so lean and had terrible body image days. And we've also been fully bulked on the other side of the spectrum and felt freaking bomb. And like, you're going to have good and bad days, no matter where you're at on that spectrum. So really let's focus on sourcing that confidence, um, you know, from ourselves and like, from within. And I'll let you elaborate on that. Yeah, no, it actually just came up in a client check-in. Um, she said, she's like, I feel so accomplished even, and she, and so confident, even though I'm not at my like goal, 
body right now. This is a client who is on a fat loss journey. And I was like, that is so true. And those are such wise words. Um, Just because I, I know for myself, I have felt the most confident and the most accomplished, not, you know, when I've been super lean, when I, whatever, um, it's never been because of what I look like, like the pride and that sense of accomplishment and the confidence came from like the work that I put in to get there and pushing myself and not giving up on myself. And the other thing, um, and I think this will resonate with a lot of people is I think so many women get into fitness because they want to change their body, which is fine. But they think that changing their body is going to give them just like this overall confidence. And it's not change. Like you might feel more comfortable in like your jeans or your clothes, which like great. But I know that myself and Melissa, like we're both just very confident individuals just within ourselves. And that has come from keeping the promises that we make to ourselves and pushing ourselves in so many different ways. And yeah, so I think that's like probably the biggest takeaway and parallel between like my life and my fitness journey is just like, you're not going to feel better when you reach a certain outcome. You're going to feel better because you put in the work to get there, or you're going to feel more confident because you put in the work to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And to go along with that, like one of my favorite reminders is that confidence isn't like you you can always tap into it. It's always available to you and it is unconditionally available to you. You don't like, I used to think having abs would solve my problems. Okay. Spoiler alert. It didn't, it didn't, Uh, but the more that you can focus on, you know, turning inward and and self-sourcing that confidence and tapping into it and just loving and accepting yourself for where you are now and realizing like, I can totally have goals to change my physique. And that's what I'm working toward, but I can simultaneously be so confident with where I am now. Like I feel that I know we both feel that. Yep. Exactly. Like there's always room for improvement, whether it's with our physiques, with business, with relationships, whatever. But I can genuinely say like, I have my whole life. I wanted to be like confident. And I remember times I was like, so unsure of how I should act around certain people or like always wondering if people were judging me. I cared so much about what other people thought about me. And I would say like really in the past year, and I think it's because in the past year I've had to push myself in so many ways. I have like that, like, I don't give a fuck attitude that like I always wanted to have, but didn't think that I could. Um, and that's what really like, I see it's like a real sound or something where it's like, confidence isn't a result. It's something like that. But I'm like, that is so freaking true because I'm like, it's not my body. It's not the amount of money that I make. It's not the relationship I have. Like I'm single as fuck. It's just like, I'm very confident. And I feel like you are the same way. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Just create, create a life that you love And of course, we're always working toward goals, but then again, you're just self-sustaining, self-sourcing. And it's a beautiful thing because at that point you start to attract the right people into your lives. Yep. Um, And I think fitness was just a huge part of us 
getting there, right? Because you are continuously keeping promises and with yourself and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and um, working through that. And that shows up in so many other areas of your life as well. So that's our top five things that we wish we knew when we started our fitness journey. Um, I did just want to make sure that we plug our special going on right now. So we've never had a special for coaching, um, but there's the first time for everything. So, um, Melissa, do you want to like explain a little bit? Yeah, dude. Okay. So the deal right now is if you apply for coaching and you end up signing up for six months of coaching, you'll receive one free or option number two, if you sign up for 10 months of coaching, you'll receive two months free. So again, we've never done this before. It's super exciting. We've already had a handful of people take advantage of this. And, you know, it's kind of like we just talked about in this episode, like your fitness journey is going to take time. And this is really a great opportunity to just go all in on yourself, make the commitment, um, start building that self-trust, all of that good stuff. So if you guys want to apply, we will put the link in the show notes and, you know, set up a call, talk through goals, kind of see where you're at, kind of go from there. But this is only open until February 21st. So you only have a few more days and we would love, love, love to welcome you to our family. Yep. And I would just say if like you resonated with or you struggle with any of the things that like we wish we knew, like we only overcame those limiting beliefs in our fitness journey by practicing working through them over and over and over again. And we only both got to where we are by embracing the journey, right? So we just find so much value in working with clients long-term. We would love to have you on the team. Um, so click the link, subs- or subscribe, <laughs> apply, and um, we'll hop on the phone with you. But that being said, also, like we mentioned, it is super, super helpful if you screenshot and share um, this podcast episode. If you think other people would find it valuable, you can always shoot us a DM Our Instagrams are in the show notes also. Um, Give us a five-star rating. And we'll see you guys in the next one. See you next week, homies.